Welcome back to Star Wars News. We have a lot to talk about. The Rise of Skywalker obviously sparked a lot of discussion and criticism. Finally, the co-writer Chris Terrio has opened up and given us some of the answers we've been waiting for. And we have a whole lot of other fun stuff to talk about. So stay right there. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What's up? We are officially in 2020. I'm so glad to be back in the so ship. So happy to be back, Steph Sabra. <laughs> 2020. I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's long-lost daughter, and I'm joined by my co-pilot, the head of Popcorn Talk, Rilo Ren, Ryan Nilsson. Kylo Ren is here. <laughs> Rilo Ren is here. And he did do his Ben Solo challenge. So. I did the Ben Solo challenge, which we, we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. It, it's been a heck of a, a winter break, but how has your new year been so far? It's been so good. Yes. I've been so into all of the Star Wars discussion. Mm. Uh, I Even the good, the bad, the ugly, the things I disagree with, it's still really fun, and every time I go on twitter there's some new meme or challenge so i love it right i just like people talking about star wars yeah me good too. bad ugly me too just love it so but i missed you rye i mi- oh, my god i did i missed you too i really did i mean we were sending each other memes all break yeah we're and psycho. just calling like I-, I don't know if i changed my opinion on this da, 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 da. I, we've each seen the movie three times and now we're so happy because this is our first show back with you all at home where yes. you have seen it i mean right. you've had to have seen it so if you haven't we're gonna be talking a lot of spoilers this episode because of the article i teased in the beginning that featured chris terrio the co-writer of the rise of skywalker he opened up a lot of the discussion that we've yeah. kind of been asking about raise parents um palpatine the decision making the, deci- the creative decision making a lot of people had problems with and so that will be really fun and while we talk about that ryan and i will intertwine kind of our opinions of where we think things went right where we think things went wrong right and hey share your opinions in the chat again we are live here popcorn talk network thursdays 4 p.m pacific standard time so please i'm in the chat looking around a few shout outs real quick we got vito scuddy in the yes! chat darth baka in the chat we got chewbacca's daughter darth baka greg maschadovic and manny gonzalez always there please share your thoughts as we talk about this film and chris terrio's explanations hell yeah you guys rock on top of that we will also discuss that uh one of the authors confirmed that another original trilogy character died in the rise of skywalker (laughs) kind of went unnoticed but when i thought about it i was like damn don't make me cry yet when we get to that i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a Okay, you're going to have a moment? All right, that's fine. Then after that, we will... (laughs) Dang! We will talk about the High Republic films will reportedly be featuring Young Yoda and Darth Bane. Bane. Ryan will give us all the info on that. And then we... A really cool feel-good story. Adam Driver thanks his fans for raising money uh, for one of the foundations that he started. So that is awesome. It's such a beautiful part about the fandom. That is it at its best and then billy lord played leia in that flashback scene that we got in rise of skywalker amazing which i feel like i should have known that right it looked so good though i didn't question it but it makes sense absolutely by the way spoilers for rise of skywalker i know you i know you're probably watching this you we said have it seen in the it. beginning we did say it again but yeah we're gonna be diving deep Ugh. into these comments but uh don't yes, slay us this Just... this article came out yesterday steph about the about Chris Terrio. This was oh. an interview that happened, and all, every site is picking it up. Yeah. Every site's running with it. 
Yeah, um, let's let's get into it. And then we have some, some fun social media, and then we have words of wisdom to close right. it off. But let's go right into it. This article, Ryan, like, found me yesterday. He's like, did you see it? What was your initial thoughts of this article? Well, what I will say is the social media reaction was really picky, as it always is with Star Wars. You never know. You have to read it all, folks. Yeah. And this is a pretty big article. This is the co-writer of the movie. So you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. You're, you're, you're listening to all the explanations to why they made certain decisions, and a lot of decisions were made. A lot of people were pretty mad at his comments um, about the race parentage. However, my main takeaway was a lot of what he said in this interview actually gave me a positive reaffirmation of the film. It made me feel a little bit more comfortable with some decisions that I was a little on the fence with and haven't really made up my mind. I've been seeing it multiple times. But there is one detail, one one quote of his that that did not sit great with me. But for the majority... It made me feel good about the movie and, and, and great about their decision making. I agree. I think that, and I want, I'm curious to know what. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. What you're talking about, I think I know, but mm. I I thought that my pro- some of my problems of the film lied in the uncertainty of whether or not they had a plan. Right. And when you're talking about the biggest franchise ever, if you don't have a plan, wh- what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I mean, I think I saw from this article. So Chris Chris Terrio. There's IndieWire breaks it down really well, topic by topic, like Ray's parentage, bringing the emperor back. That's kind of how I want to break it down and get all your opinions. All that stuff. And then also the Ray-Kylo relationship. Just all these unique elements in the storyline. I thought it was really interesting when he said, you know, in the the prequel trilogy, you have Anakin Skywalker seduced to the dark side. The original trilogy... It's kind of Anakin being turned back to the light and bringing balance to the Force by throwing the Emperor down that ventilation shaft. And he goes on to say in this article that every generation has to bring balance in some oh, way. Yes. All, every generation is going to have its own threat, and they have to bring balance in their own way. Mm-hmm. If the original trilogy was Luke, Han, Leo bringing balance to theirs, what is Rey, Finn, and Poe's bringing balance? And I thought it was very interesting that the, the angle they took was, what if your protagonist was directly related, granddaughter, by blood to the most evil force. What if that? And does blood does the bloodline even matter? Because yeah. people, people are mad, you know, that, oh, you have to be related to someone to have the force. But what was kind of interesting that this movie was saying, what Chris Terrio was articulating in this article, was that, yeah, maybe some people are, are, blood, are related by blood to have the force, but you don't have to live up to that family legacy. You can kind of choose your own path. And yeah. I found that to be really interesting. Me too. I agree, because... I know it could have gone one or two ways, and I might have... I don't know if I would have preferred her having no lineage. Right. I, I, I totally see that being cool, because everyone wants to be a Jedi, and you want to know that you could be a Jedi without having 
like the Pope as your dad, whatever. But <laughs> but I still I respect that. But let's start with the the first section, the yeah. opening crawl. Opening because as soon as it the, it came out when we first saw it, we were like, oh, that's how they're starting the it. Speak. The dead speak. And so I pulled some interesting quotes for each of these sections, and one for this was he said we debated and debated what the crawl would say, and we wanted to have the word revenge in the crawl, a message of revenge in the voice of the late galactic emperor palpatine uh we also wanted the line the dead speak so uh it's interesting to hear what was really forced what they needed to have right. i'm curious your thoughts did you like the crawl and what and did you like those specific lines the crawl was definitely set the tone for what you're in for at least for me so yeah. i was more accepting like all right we're going on this path they're setting this up from the get mm-hmm. uh i think what I really, what, what he also said in the article was that in The Last Jedi, there's that line of dialogue that's basically, you know, let the past die. But now it's like, now the dead speak. Yeah. So this it's an interesting rebuttal to that. I don't think it's so much uh, rewriting it all, but it's saying, it's it's a continuation of that. Yeah, let the past die, but guess what? The dead can also speak. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always going to come back, mm-hmm. almost like a zombie in a way, which I felt the Emperor kind of was in this movie. So... Yeah, I think that that set the tone. They really weren't messing around. They're going right to the point with that crawl. But and it's not my favorite crawl. Yeah, it, it was very you know exposition heavy, which is the point of the crawl. Just this one a lot more than the others. Yeah, and there was a part that compared the opening crawl to A New Hope because when we have A New Hope, but it's totally different to me because you are setting up an entire new thing. So obviously it's diving you into something really deep, really fast because they have to. This, you don't really have that excuse. Mm. So, But I, I see where they were pulling that inspiration from. I didn't hate the crawl, but it also was... You already knew you were going to get hit with exposition right. in the beginning. Like, here we go. Yeah. Buckle up it's with like, the Please explain yourself because I'm already confused. The dead speak. What? <laughs> like, what? Is, yeah. <laughs> I think the dead do speak in this movie. Can I also say yeah. it's kind of a bold choice to exclamation point to the dead speak. <laughs> they do that a lot, though. I will say that, but I agree. Yeah, Crash just, is another one. Right <laughs> off the top, it's like, ooh, Covenant Hot. The, yeah. Not only do the dead speak. The dead speak. Did you hear that? Yeah. They speak. I also want to take a moment to shade our producer, Jeff Graham. That's the voice you just heard in the booth. He has, in fact, had weeks to see the movie and has not. So I'm in trouble. I'm going to watch it. I will say, though, I'm committed to watching Mando. That's something I promise you guys I will do before the end of January. So Before the end of January. Got it. That's good enough. Sweet. Thank you, Jeff. You got it. I can't wait. Keep us up to date on that. Yes. Let's talk about a lot of the criticism from The Last Jedi was the character development or not really development with the three main characters being Ray, Poe, and Finn. Yes. And I kind of wanted to dive into each of these characters, where they left off in The Last Jedi and what we see in The Rise of Skywalker. And Terrio actually called them gifts to build on Mm. when he was speaking about the characters and that Johnson offered wonderful possibilities. That was funny to me because I actually feel like it was the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how passive to say, oh, here are the gifts this movie brought. It's not that that's inferred. It's like, yeah, because everything else was coal, bud. Like, you had to really highlight it with, these were the gifts of that movie because we all know it was awful. Like. I don't think everyone's on the same page with that, as we heard from you know a lot of the uh, the fan reaction. But yes, he said gifts to build on, and to be fair, a lot of the things that people were criticizing, 
I did think were a natural progression for the story. You know, for Luke to say, I was wrong, people were like, oh, wow, that's him throwing shade at The Last Jedi. That was Luke's arc in The Last Jedi. I agree. he found out he was wrong. Yeah, we forget that final scene where Luke is the best Luke we see. We talk about this. It's our favorite Luke moment, we think, when he um, faces Kylo. Totally. And is force projecting. So Becomes a legend. Yeah. It's great. So let's let's get into Poe. So in The Last Jedi, we we get him defying orders, really wanting to be a leader, and kind of being really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But still, I mean, but that's kind of the Han Solo arc, too. He can be really annoying, but you love him at the same time. And then we we get him in the rise of skywalker really respecting leia he's always had a deep respect for leia which i love and wanting to be able to fill her shoes obviously when he needed to when she was no longer in that leadership position i loved poe's character arc in the rise of skywalker definitely this might be the best poe for all three movies Mm -hmm. and even at the end of the movie he becomes a general and even asks finn for help like can you co-general with me Thank you. I respect that. Like a growth, pretty great hashtag. Growth. Yeah, I, I love that because you're right. He was sort of the he had this Han Solo side to him, and we even got that backstory in this movie where hey, we meet up with one of his past Spice Runner. Yes, yeah, Spice Runner. So I think he, you know he had this this Han Solo archetype to him, but he became Leia. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, so he, he's General Leia by the end. Yeah, I love Poe, and I I have the hottest take on Poe that if we're going pilot for pilot. Oh gosh, I'm picking Poe over Han Solo. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> what else to Terio write about? <laughs> okay, I know a lot of women feel that way. Just by the way, women Star Wars fans. I'm sure they do. Okay. Moving on, let's talk about Rey and Kylo as a dyad, but also yes. as individuals. The The Last Jedi did a wonder... I think my favorite part about The Last Jedi was the relationship between Rey and, and Kylo and the depth of it and the ability to be able to speak to each other and kind of pose the question to ourselves on how connected they are, how right. much of it's manipulated, and I thought... That their arc was really great. I don't love the ending of The Rise of Skywalker with them, but I do love everything except that. Yeah, what- I, I I agree. I think I, what I loved in Last Jedi was, you know, they were bound by Snoke. Snoke was, in a way, combining their minds or melding their minds mm-hmm. so that he could get them there. But in the end, when he's kind of duped, now they have this connection and want, they're both going down different paths. Which I did expect them to do something a little different in this movie than what we got, but they, but I really did love the transformation for Kylo, and um, and you know they they made their own choices with Ray. I think what really bothered me in this movie was that whole dialogue on like you're the dyad in the Force. Like I thought you're the one. If you were, if the Emperor was actually the one who was Snoke the whole time. Didn't you actually combine them? Like, didn't you meld their minds? Yeah. I'm lost with this dyad thing. That sounds like a, a words with friends word that you just happen upon. Like, you're just throwing <laughs> letters together. I don't know what that is. Terrio did say, what we wanted to say is that there's something deeper there and leave it to debate about at which point they become this dyad in the force where they were really two or were they one whether that was a mistake that palpatine made by bridging them and therefore creating this thing but he sounded like he was surprised that like, you're a dyad my yeah. fingers are healing like, <laughs> I, I i i was a little lost on that i don't think that that came across the way when i rethink about that scene mm-hmm. i get 
pissed. You get a little mad. I get a little heated. That that part, the dyad, dyad. and then his fingers growing back. In remember when he got hit, he's like, Ugh. "We'll get into Palpatine." We'll get into we'll get him, into but I I thought Ben Solo's character arc was phenomenal. I yes. thought bringing Han back in that scene on the ship was so emotional. What? Who's ruining Sorry. an emotional moment no, for me? Uh, I've just seen Brett Nilsson in the chat <laughs> giving a so was the, <laughs> he's asking about Finn and being a Jedi. People saying roses. Oh yeah, dyad. What's so we're a dyad? definitely getting into Rose and Finn. Trust. We'll get into that. A lot of people just asking what a dyad is. They're saying it's a duo. I haven't soto in the chat yeah i think they're all as confused as we are yeah like what it is what it is it's i think it's playing off the idea that when there's someone in the force who rises in the light side someone will rise in the dark and we knew that with ray that there was ben or kylo and that's why she rose at his rise yeah it just sounded like he was so caught off guard by it yeah by the power by the connection and I, i i think I th- what what this article articulated to me was they had a plan in mind. I just don't think it was conveyed the best way possible. This didn't. I don't think it worked out too well. Yeah, McClunk. it was McClunky. I did love that there. He talks about that saber pass. That was the thing that we were dying to do because first of all, to see Ben Solo holding a Skywalker saber was a really important thing for us. But second, to say that this connection that the two of them have is going to be the thing that saves the galaxy was super important. I love the saber pass. I know some people had issues with it, but it made sense from the buildup of the Last Jedi to hear that that could be possible. Yeah, love it. She repaired it. The- beginning of the movie which was also in its own way kind of some shade yeah, of the last yeah, jedi like oh like, yeah i fixed what you just broke i saw it explode <laughs> it did explode it exploded it was like the, the crystal was cut in half people it was cut in half okay you don't just glue it back to no you don't but maybe I, you do though <laughs> i do want to take like a good chunk to talk about ray because yeah. um on our other show at not our show but popcorn talks other action show. movie anatomy yeah ben ben bateman brought a really good his thesis was so awesome and i completely yeah. agree with it he said ray is the best jedi of all time i think absolutely i just adore her i i think she's so badass i love everything her physicality that she brings to the role her emotion she's such a phenomenal actress and I think that she's the opposite of a Mary Sue. She was a scavenger and had to fight for every everything that she got. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that she is so well-equipped to be in this position. And it made sense that her struggle with the dark and then coming to the light, I didn't think... I was never the one that thought Ray could go dark. I, I really didn't. Every line that we've had of her has, was different from what we saw with Anakin. There was no connection to the dark like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thesis from Ben Bateman. Uh, and, and tying you into what Terrio wrote about, just Ray as a character, I agree. I mean, she is a character who was naturally good. And I think even in the article, he says the first thing we see her do on screen is an act of kindness. Mm-hmm. She helps BB-8. She she protects him. I'm hearing some breathing. <laughs> um, but she protects him. And uh, Where? I, I don't know. Maybe it was in the studio. I think it might have been a Force ghost. <gasps> but um, and, and that, you know, just her being related to the Emperor wasn't immediately setting her path 
So I think that that is a really unique concept in that she she is the best Jedi in a way because she brings all the other Force Ghost Jedi together to back her. She mm-hmm. chooses her own path. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great thesis. Um, I don't know if she's my favorite character as a Jedi, but she might be very well be the most powerful Jedi. Most powerful. And then as we wrap this storyline, we have to talk about the Romeo and Juliet moment. What what are your thoughts? The kiss. Yes. The kiss. Yeah. Um you know, okay. He brought her back to life. <laughs> <laughs> there was some tension the whole trilogy. Uh you know, in the moment I was buying it, but I think it came off comedic when he just dropped dead right after. And I just don't know. It was having your cake and eating it too, you know. I would rather have him kissed her, and then he has to serve this life of I'm now pay- giving back. I'm paying back for all the horrible things I've did. But instead, it was like I kissed you, and now I'm dead, and my body just disappeared along with Leia's. So it came off a little comedic to me. I, again, it felt like having your cake and eating it too. What did you think? Yeah, uh, I've never been a Raylo <laughs> fan. I didn't hate it in the theater, but I I did not I did not like it. I, no. I just uh, I understand though. Well, I don't. I haven't been in this life threatening situation. But let's say I was. Things were really heated. You had this weird connection with this person for a long time now. You saved the entire galaxy. I might just give you a kiss. Right. Yeah, McClunky. I can see that McClunky. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, do I, 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 I buy that she's in love with him? No, right. I think that there was like a let's just do this. Like uh, you just saved my, you just brought me back to life. Yeah, like I'm so emotional. Just give me those lips, boy. right? I can't even say anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you know it, it was satisfying all the Raylo fans, and then it was also satisfying all the fans that wanted to see Kylo dead. Again, I, I just think they were doing it all. They were just yeah. putting it all out there. Oh, there there, it, there is. it is. The passion. Okay, let's talk. Let's close this off with Finn and Rose. Let's get into Finn. So he, uh, Finn is one of my favorite new characters, period. I adore him. I adore Boyega as an actor in general. And I loved his... I loved his character arc in this film. We got three teases of him trying to tell Ray something. Fans speculated that it was him saying he was in love. He later tweeted that he was, in fact, not... It wasn't that he was going to say, I love you. And um, so I guess we're safe to assume he's Force-sensitive, which they were also teasing at that multiple times. And I've always thought that since uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, we. I mean, we even have people in the chat commenting on this. They're asking if... There's going to be a Finn spinoff uh, investigating what he may or may not have told her. And we're calling that a spinoff, just a so spin-off. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I was expecting it to be I love you the whole time. Me but too. what JJ said, and I think Terry in this article, was that I'm force sensitive. Yeah. And JJ even came out and said, oh, yeah, I cut, I cut a scene that. That I think answered that. It just, I'm like, how did you? How not did you? Because I actually it, was upset by that. I, that just seems stupid awkward. to me. Yeah, it's awkward. It's really awkward. And if the answer was indeed, I'm force sensitive, which they do allude to, it still doesn't play well in those other scenes where he's like, I need to tell you something. Because, and as people in the chat are saying, when he's getting, when they're getting sucked into that quicksand, why were you going to tell her I'm force sensitive? Yeah. You're telling someone I love you. You think you're about to die? Yeah. Uh, 
you I've right. always thought they they were supposed to be the ones together. I don't think that their romance should have been any part of the story, but I think it should have been alluded to like they have a deep love. They don't act on it until the galaxy is saved, but that's that's who I ship if I'm going to ship anyone. Okay, let's talk about someone who got shipped off the script. Oh my goodness, people. <laughs> I wish we sent in that clip cuz we took we did a video. Yeah, we did. Y'all. Rose Tico. Rose Tico is invisible in this movie. What was it? A minute and 30 seconds? A minute, 36 seconds. Of airtime. Rose Tico is on the poster, people. She's on the poster. A minute, 36. She was one of the leading cast members of The Last Jedi. And then... We're all gonna save the the galaxy, Rose. Do you wanna come? Yo, you coming? (laughs) Nah, man. I'm I'm cleaning the filing cabinet for Leia. Like, look, Chris Terrio, JJ, I love y'all. Argo's dope. I, JJ Abrams, I'm your biggest stan. What was that? What man? was that? What was that? What She's was literally that? a ship technician. Yeah. In the whole movie, they have problems with the Millennium Falcon not starting up or not landing. It's, She's the perfect person to go on the mission. It's crazy. Leia's having me research all these intergalactic ships, which, by the way, we're not going to need we that. We don't research. need that information <laughs> at all. <laughs> Because why would you? It makes no sense. I Not great. It's not great, and I. It, it's not great optic-wise. It's not great story-wise, because you had her so... Uh, such a major... <laughs> p- what? Tell me. Sorry. It sucks optic-wise. People are just saying... people. Some people never liked Rose. Uh, some people think she's just invisible. That's all they say. So sad. Um, uh, we got Vito saying she must have been on another transport. <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole nother bag i don't even want to we'll oh yeah we'll, we'll stay away from that one yeah. you know what we're talking about but yeah it's not good here's the thing and i've said this to rye over and over again and i think we both feel the same way especially for me as an asian american woman seeing her uh, kelly marie tran casted uh, in star wars was incredible i think she is such a big talent i cannot wait to see what she does i thought her writing in the last jedi was horrible i thought it was almost like into a place where you can't come back from Mm. but i still think that they should have made her have more lines and do something else than what she did in the rise of skywalker yeah i think it that's a great way to put it i think it would have been one thing to kind of move her character to the side but a minute 36 seconds (laughs) like dominic monaghan from the lord of the rings trilogy and from the lost (laughs) is like a extra in this movie i think he has more lines than rose He's like, what about the holdover maneuvers? Like, that's more lines than Rose had in this movie. And then also... <laughs> Finn's like, yo. <laughs> sup? Like, they kissed last movie. Sup? Sup? How you doing? He broed her. <laughs> he... Even after saving the galaxy, he just... It was... Uh, whatever. Yikes. Okay, let's just talk about Palpatine as as we... Because we have to... Shout out to Brandon Hanna in the chat. I don't really understand what they did with Rose. She should have gone on on the mission. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, Palpatine. Palpatine. So let's talk about Palpatine. Um, Obviously, this has been a lot of people's issue with the movie. And I do want to read a quote from Terrio. He said, as JJ said, that it would be almost it would almost be weird for Palpatine not to be in some way in this movie. Because when we discover Rey, she's literally living in the wreck of the old war, the previous war that literally the landscape of Jakku is scarred with evidence of the war that came before. I think what we wanted to say in this is that 
that war never really ended. Yes, there was the victory of the greatest generation, the revolutionary generation, and that was a real victory and balance was achieved for the time. But like Ryan said, every generation needs to rebalance. So, and he brought up that quote about Anakin. I, I think he could have been in the film in some way, but it, this is where I think they should have, and he quoted this too, that we could have had an entirely new movie mm. before this movie to explain how the hell right. Palpatine returned with the most powerful amount of ships and all the Sith Lords around him. Right. <laughs> and yeah, it's that minutia that makes you like, whoa, how, what is going on here? It, interestingly enough, when we're watching the movie, and like back to the crawl, since they just established it from the very beginning, I kind of rolled with it. Um, upon rewatch, I was a little bit more rolling my eyes. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting to hear him talk about in this is, though, like he's always that guy in the background. He's that shadowy figure. I'm more like Ray being related to Palpatine than the way they included him in this film. In that he was a little bit more cartoonish. He was, it, Why it felt was like he a last like- resort. It felt like a panic button. But but what he says and how he is using this movie for Ray being related to him, that's I think that works for what they were going for. It just it doesn't it doesn't complete the marathon. Yeah, I don't think you can have the fact that she is a Palpatine and that he is being like escorted. Like I don't know how to he's like on a strap. It's, yeah, it's like a just being like moved it's around. It's like a puppet, really. Yeah, he's like a circus performer. Right. And there's no explanation of that. I think it could have been just as powerful of him being like a force ghost and somehow being able to bring the life back in him or I don't know that would have yeah. been it opens up a whole can of worms like yeah. did Darth Vader even actually kill him was balance <laughs> even established I don't it's a lot of questions and I, I I do I did like though what he again what he had to say about man like having Ray being related to him mm-hmm. and now she has to pick her own path and you know we can always go back to now anyone can't be a Jedi like the point in Last Jedi still remains the same you still have broom kid at the end it's not as effective when it's not your lead character, but that point still remains the same. Like anyone can be a Jedi. Anyone can be yeah. a hero. It's just this is the path they want. I agree. I just think that there needed to be more explanation and I would have been fine with almost anything that they did. Yeah, the ships that blow up planets. So I'm like, what are we doing? Okay, the final scene has <laughs> caused a lot of memes. Yes. <laughs> And memes. It is so funny. Obviously, this is where Ray ends up in Tatooine. Oh She's with BB-8, and she is. And it, it made sense that she was here because this was a beginning of so much of the franchise. And he. Uh, He's, Chris said, I don't think we think of it as she's going to live there. We thought of it as she's just paying her respects. And um, he was said, he said that they were very deliberate in the way that they wrapped the sabers like you were wrapping infants. That's uh, and he was he, he said, that's the thing that you see at the third at the end of the third movie where the two infants are wrapped and one is sent to tattooing to be a farmer. This is so this is yeah, so funny like, when I think about it. And one is sent to Alderaan to be a princess. <laughs> That sucks to be you, Luke. Leia's home doesn't exist anymore, so we thought, well, Luke could take Leia to his home where he grew up and where we first saw Star Wars. Ray Skywalker. Ray, <laughs> it's been so long. Who are you, Ray? Ray, who? Everyone wants to know her last name in this movie, by the way. Like, even when they're on that uh, dancing planet where Lando's at, yeah. they're like, what's your name? Ray. Ray, who? <laughs> like, you're kind of pushy. 
how about just like leave me alone? <laughs> like I don't know who you are either. You don't know me. Like, I don't think they ask any other character. Yeah. Like, no one asks Lando. Lando who? No one asks no. Poe who? I mean, they never say it, but everyone wants to know her last name and Ray Skywalker. I'm okay with that being alluded to, but it, I, I okay when it happened, I thought it was. A I powerful thought, oh no, moment. it was really powerful. It's a beautiful moment. Ben should have been there though too. I think maybe he killed. Oh, yeah, but we're going to have Anakin. I mean, he wasn't there. I know, but I'm talking about in um, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, I guess you did see him. Anakin's by far the worst. You know, that's true. He did just, like, throw the Emperor down the ventilation shaft. So I think people are like, all right, you know, like, I think that was pretty good. Like, you saved a lot more people maybe in the long run, but apparently not because they have, like, He's back. But uh, you raise a great point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay, let's wrap that all up. Yeah. Anyways, always curious to know what you at home thought of the movie, what you thought went right, what you thought went wrong. Moving on, let's talk about the Star Wars author confirming about... Do you want to go in on this? I know you felt some type of way yes. about the death. We're about to hit, we're about to hit uh, a nerve. <laughs> a nerve with me here. Because y'all... <laughs> And by the way, loving all the comments right here with uh, people talking about Palpatine. But guys, at the end of Return of the Jedi, original trilogy, you know, it wasn't just Luke that was, you know, bringing Darth Vader back to the light. It wasn't just Han and Leia on Endor taking out the shield generator. And it wasn't just Lando piloting the Millennium Falcon. He had a co-pilot named Neenub. And they destroyed the second Death Star. Hero. Should have got a medal. War hero. Dies off screen in this movie. (laughs) R.I.P. Dies off screen. We have a Star Wars author saying, yeah, he died in Rise of Skywalker. Like, we saw J.J. Abrams' roommate die in Rise of Skywalker. I forget the actor's name, but he's in, like, all the movies. And I think he crash lands and poses like, no! Yeah. Neenub dies in this film. And we got no scene. Man, they did the the alien characters from the original trilogy kind of dirty. Yeah, they did. Like, I'm just saying, everyone, like, not, no one, no respect whatsoever. General uh, Akbar got blown Admiral up. Akbar Admiral Akbar turned Akbar. general, just gets blown out of a window. Like, man. Yeah. Neenub's dead, guys. Uh, the author is Ray Carson. He's so. dead. She tweeted to confirm that if you, upon closer review, if you look really hard, you might be able to see it. I don't like, know if I believe that. Look at Rye. What is, what? Everyone send Rye some positive thoughts. This is a tough time for him. Ryan, are you glad you know that Neenup is dead or would you rather have How do they not show it? Like, that's just, <laughs> that's so disrespectful. This guy destroyed the second Death Star and he died off screen. Crazy. In a movie R. that R. we just watched. Like, they couldn't show us. At least we saw Akbar get pulled into space. Yeah, we saw it. But, man. Yeah. Like, just don't die then. <laughs> right? Yeah. Keep him alive. Keep him alive. This, this is probably one of the cuts that you just forgot to put into the Dang. movie. Um, yeah, Akbar's dead. Ivan Soto, Akbar died? Yeah, Akbar's yeah, dead. He's Sorry, dead. man, he's dead. Some good news. Adam Driver is one of the most loved characters. People love Adam Driver. I think that yes. he turned a lot of non-Star Wars fans into Star Wars fans because mm. of his portrayal as Ben Solo. So I, he is a lovable guy, even though he barely speaks. He kind of like, has like a Keanu Reeves feel. Yeah, I think... <laughs> 
you know, and I love Keanu Reeves, but I think Keanu Reeves is great with some physical acting. It's like choreography, action. He really sells that. He has this kind of niche audience, uh, whereas I think Adam Driver, he can do no yeah, wrong, I meant really. personality-wise. He's, he's really, he's at drama, comedy, everything. So a group of Adam Driver fans began to donate to a GoFundMe with all the proceeds going towards the organi- organization Driver founded, Arts in the Armed Forces. And they quoted Adam Drivers in the, about in the group, uh, the group on in the GoFundMe. The Go they said Fund Adam Driver's portrayal of Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, has been one of the greatest things to ever happen in the last three movies of the Star Wars saga. As a way of showing gratitude and appreciation for his hard work and because we believe in the mission, using arts as a tool to more fully understand ourselves and heal, we are uh, we have decided to set up this fundraiser. And they've raised almost more than uh, $57,000. And Driver shared a video of himself thanking the fans. And yeah. it was so cute. Like, very moved. Yeah. And, you know, he does he does a lot of late night interviews. He does a ton of, ton of press, but... It's rare to see him really come out like this and and actually genuinely thank people. I think this is the the, the really good side of fandom. Whether you like the new movies or not, you know you're going to support this cause because you know Adam Driver and his association with Star Wars, which and you know he, and he's also a veteran himself. So it's a really awesome story, and I mean that's a lot of money. To yeah, raise. it is. And Heck yeah! You can see he's like so genuinely thankful. Yeah, in that video, it's and great. he didn't have to asked for it people just did it which is amazing all right let's talk about billy lord she played leia in that flashback scene and it was we didn't we thought that they were just gonna have to take old takes of what they had which they did do and they i thought they did a phenomenal job but this scene where we see leia getting her jedi training which is one of the things that i think the rise of skywalker absolutely slayed was leia's entire arc I thought it was such a great thing to be able to see her in Jedi training and being Rey's master. That was so awesome to for so me. So cool. Yeah. First word, first line to Leia in this movie is "Thank you, master," or like "Hello, master." Yeah. I what that's such a classy move on JJ's part. Again, I think the way they handled Leia in this in this movie was the best that they could have. Um, I think it, it's still kind of odd to me that they uh it's still kind of odd to me that they announced like we're not using any old footage we're using just footage we have and just setting that precedent i think they kind of could have just done their own thing but yeah using her daughter to stand in for the motion capture of the final scene that's really cool jeff graham just said that he's crying because it's so moving it really is i'm glad uh, maybe that will make you watch the movie jeff well that's one thing i will say (laughs) i'm this is bad but i've only seen the first of the last trilogy but the way that the 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 films pay homage and honor the the OGs is really cool. That's one thing that is really neat about this trilogy. Unless you're knee nub. Unless you're knee nub. Well said, Ryan. Also, that <laughs> yeah. just reminded me of uh, the way that they pay homage. I am going to butcher this, but there was a hero in college. I, his name is Riley, I believe. He there was a shooter on campus, and mm. and he actually oh, protected yeah. everyone from getting shot. Only one person was killed other than him because he sacrificed himself right. and the shooter was able to get taken down. He was a massive Star Wars fan and they actually made him a character in this movie. Wow. Yes, they made him a Jedi. And it's that. in the Star Wars wiki is everything and it's in the the books that's going to come out. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's really incredible. That's I'll get amazing. more of the details. I'll put the link in the description. Yeah, in our summary. Wow. But 
Let's talk about some TV news. John Favreau and Taika Waititi. Uh, uh, okay, uh, the finale of The Mandalorian was so freaking good. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, the future of Star Wars yeah. going in this direction. Yeah. Incredible. Taika directed it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they know Baby Yoda's real name. Do you think it's Nigel? <laughs> I thought that was a joke. He tweeted that. It's I don't think it's Nigel. I think it's going to be two syllables like Yoda. We can speculate on names, but... um. The thing is, I mean, what's interesting about this is that he actually has a real name, which means he he did come from somewhere where they named him, which that wasn't confirmed before. This was kind of just it was all up in the air when we didn't even know that from the Mandalorian finale. Uh, So, yeah, he has a name. Yeah. And it's not Baby Yoda. Yeah. But we're all still going to call him that. And they can maybe really stretch that out for a few seasons. But I think it's going to be so interesting to see where they go to investigate, where he's from. I could not have been more satisfied with Mandalorian. Me too. And then the hashtag Ben Solo challenge that you participated in. I did. Y'all, did you? So you saw this. Yes. You saw this on Twitter. Yes. Rise of Skywalker. You know, there's a moment where uh, Ray hands off a lightsaber to Kylo Ren, but it's through the force and he takes something out from behind his back. So this was going around on Twitter. This was trending. Um, Hashtag Ben Solo challenge. And I actually put together a compilation of all the best Ben Solo challenges. So we can just have them up on the screen. We'll kind of give some commentary. Jeff can put them up. So yeah, this is more, you know, classic what happened in the movie. Uh, And then he gives the little, the look like Han Solo. Oh, we got a Mountain Dew right here. Love that. (laughs) And he gives, gives the shrug, the Han Solo shrug. This one's pretty solid. Shout out to Marvel Movie News. Thursdays, 1 p.m. (laughs) This is probably the best. A whole, that's like a, th- a three foot. That is just icon. Oh, who's that? Oh, who is that? <laughs> you just, just decided to change it. This guy really took it seriously. Red room, by the way, and it's a fly swatter. <laughs> kind of an odd one. This one's pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> a whole Ben Solo behind her. She maybe wins the challenge and has some trouble there. <laughs> This is probably the cutest. This is the last one. <laughs> Lightsaber is bigger than him. Oh, the shrug! That is the winner right there. Winner! Absolute winner. So if any of y'all participate in the that. Ben Solo Challenge, tweet at Steph and I in Popcorn Talk and we will retweet y'all. Yes. All right. Well, that closes us off for the week. That closes us off. Ryan, do you have some words of wisdom for us? Yes, I mean... Let it be. I'm still getting used to that sound drop. No rumors. Uh, this is just wisdom. I think the words of wisdom are going to be from Leia in Rise Strike of Sky. Me. <laughs> Strike me down. And I will never. Yeah. Yeah. So words of wisdom. I think it's never underestimated droid. Oh! And we're never going to underestimate any of you viewers. So please give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Give yes. us five stars. Yes. Star Wars news. And please have an awesome week. Don't underestimate any droids in your life. Steph. Thank you, Rye. Thank you for joining us again. We will be back next week. Until next time, I'm Steph Sabral. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabral. Ryan, where can we find you? I'm Ryan Nilsson. You can find me at Rye, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N. Ryan Nilsson on Twitter and Ryan Nilsson underscore on Instagram. May the force be with you. Chewie, get us out of here. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.